Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, September 7th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. That includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. Here's What's What in the tri-state area. High rent prices may be on the come down. The cost for apartments soared to record heights this past summer. But in July, the national average had the smallest annual increase since November 2021. Christopher Mayer, a professor of real estate at Columbia Business School, says apartment hunters may have an easier time finding affordable housing. But it's unclear whether rent will continue to decrease. In the meantime, a New York housing agency is trying to make sure these prices stay down. The Division of Housing and Renewal is cracking down on a loophole in New York state law. It's called the Frankenstein loophole. It allows landlords to combine apartment units and hike up their rent as a whole. But the new rules being proposed would prevent this. Some landlord groups are saying that the new conditions would be a big financial blow to their businesses. But the Division of Housing and Renewal says it's unfair to make these combined units so unreasonably priced. There's another housing proposal in the Bronx that could bring rent prices down. Mayor Adams signed off on a proposal for a 400-unit housing development in Throgsneck. But there's a debate in the neighborhood. Subresidents say that it would make housing more affordable and bring more jobs to the area. Others are concerned that it would exaggerate overcrowding. They worry it could lead to problems with transportation, school capacity, and quality of life. There's a new COVID booster coming to the tri-state area. It's called the bivalent vaccine. And the shot's supposed to target the Omicron variant. The booster combines the original vaccine with a new formula. Right now, the COVID rate is below 10 percent in New York City. Health officials hope to keep these numbers down as we approach the winter season. Also, anyone over 12 is eligible to get the booster. Governor Kathy Hochul already got the shot this morning. If you're interested in getting the new booster, it should be available in pharmacies in the coming days. Christina, do you remember having snow days as a kid? Yeah, Nicoletta, snow days were probably my favorite part about the winter. Well, they may be gone for good. David C. Banks, the education chancellor in New York, wants to put an end to snow days. That's right. Instead of canceling school, students would shift to remote learning during bad weather or emergencies. Banks says the change would benefit learning for students, but many people are unhappy with the shift. The decision to end snow days comes after the transition to remote learning during the pandemic. Instead of sleds, watching TV, and hot cocoa on snow days, students should prepare their laptops and pencils for a day of learning. Speaking of kids enjoying TV on a snowy day, a classic children's show is now on stage. Yeah, Nicoletta, Sesame Street the Musical is a new off-Broadway show. Now, kids can see characters like Elmo, Cookie Monster, and the Honkers live. Previews begin tomorrow, and opening night will be on September 19th. Now, let's turn to the world of sports with WFUV's Lou Orlando. So, Lou, the Mets haven't been doing too well lately. Tell us more about that. The Mets' offense fell flat once again, losing 8-2 to the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's the Mets' third loss in a row after dropping the last two games of a three-game set against the Washington Nationals. These losses come against two of the worst teams in baseball as the Nats currently hold the worst record in the MLB, while the Pirates are third worst. The Mets have the easiest remaining schedule of all 30 MLB teams based on average opponents' winning percentage, but they'll have to turn things around soon if they wish to edge out the Atlanta Braves, who just tied the Mets for the division lead in the NL East. Injury news for both New York baseball teams. 
The Yankees placed Anthony Rizzo on the I.L. yesterday with lingering headaches, and the Mets announced this morning that Max Scherzer is headed back to the I.L. This comes after he was pulled from a start on Saturday with fatigue after just 67 pitches. Both the Mets and Yankees play doubleheaders today. I also heard there's some bad news in football before the season has even begun. Yeah, Nicoletta, Jets head coach Robert Sala announced that starting QB Zach Wilson will not be available until week four at the earliest. Wilson injured his knee at the start of the preseason. Finally, in the U.S. Open Women's Tournament, Coco Goff's magical run came to an end as she fell to Caroline Garcia in the quarterfinals. At 18 years old, Goff is the youngest American woman to reach the quarterfinals since Melody Udan in 2009. For WFEV Sports, I'm Lou Orlando. Thanks, Lou. Horse-drawn carriages are a New York City staple, often seen carrying tourists through Central Park. Recently, a handful of those same horses collapsed in the summer heat. Now, activists and city officials are trying to push a bill that would ban horse carriages and replace them with electric carriages. I have more on what's happening to these horses and the legislation that's trying to protect them. In early August, a horse named Ryder collapsed in Hell's Kitchen, and the video went viral. The next day, residents of Hell's Kitchen woke up to the sound of protesters demanding that the city protect these horses. Now, people are rethinking this practice altogether. And this is not just about the incident with Ryder. We've been documenting dozens and dozens of horrific things happening to these horses. Horses that are being worked while sick with protruding ribs, with open wounds. Horses who have arthritis and leg problems. Horses that are too old to be working. Horses that have untreated and undiagnosed diseases. Um, you know, forcing horses into midtown traffic is, is a recipe for disaster. That was the executive director of NICLASS, Adita Burncrant. NICLASS is an organization that works on different animal advocacy issues on a local, state, and federal level. While horse carriages have become commonplace in New York City, she thinks the city is long overdue for a change. We just can't continue to allow this egregious abuse that we believe is criminal animal abuse to keep happening on our streets and to actually portray that as a tourist attraction. One problem with the horse carriage industry is that many of these horses are bought for a cheap price. Then they're expected to pull a carriage for many hours a day through city traffic. It's be like buying a junker car, like a cheap junky car and, and driving it till it literally falls apart. I think that's a lot of the mentality of what's going on here because the horses are commodities. It's about squeezing every last dollar out of them. Riders collapse caused founder of the Unbridled Heroes Project, Amy Stepp, to get involved. She and her husband are both war veterans, and they founded the project at first as a wild Mustang sanctuary. Now it's a training and rescue facility that serves as rehabilitation for both people and horses. She tried to take Ryder into her sanctuary. When Step saw the other horses in the stables, she noticed that many of them were in the same condition as Ryder. So I think this is just a very easy operation. They get these old horses and they work them to death. They're all old in there. They're all old and emaciated. Even if the industry started employing younger horses, Step says horses are just not meant to be in a busy environment like Manhattan. Every single thing about the city um, is bad for them. Horses are prey animals. It's overstimulation. Um, they're not meant to be in that environment. You know, they're on hot asphalt all day, have blinders on their eyes. I mean, that's their natural instinct is to be able to see. So you're cutting everything off that's natural to them. Given the influx of recent horse collapses, activists and city council are working to push Intro 573. It's a bill that would ban all horse carriages by 2024 
and replace them with electric carriages. Horses would get a break, drivers would be a part of a union, and carriages would be able to run 365 days a year. My bill is a win-win for everyone. Manhattan is not the place for a horse, especially in the 21st century and especially with the traffic and lack of space. That was District 30 City Council Member Robert Holden. He's fronting Intro 573. That's the bill that would ban horse carriages. He thinks the stable conditions and New York City traffic make it an environment horses shouldn't be in. Do you think that there should be circuses where we whip uh, animals to get them to stand up on their hind legs? We've obviously evolved. New York City has so many things to offer. And a nice quiet carriage ride, horseless carriage ride, through Central Park or in the city is a much better option, more humane than you know, being pulled by a horse because you happen to like that. The investigation with Ryder is ongoing, but it still leaves people to question the horse industry as a whole. According to a lot of activists and animal lovers, now might be the time to get rid of horse carriage rides altogether. I'm Christina Lulich, WFUV News. That was my co-host, Christina Lulich, talking about the new legislation on the table to ban horse carriages in New York City. And that's our show for today. I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. And I'm Christina Lulich. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.